And we're live. Okay. Good afternoon, everyone. It's Angie Atkinson. I am here with the lovely and talented Lise Colucci. Lise, welcome back. Hello. Hello. <laughs> we do this <laughs> we do this live stream every week around this time. Uh, so make sure you whoop, and I hear myself talking. There we go. Make sure you hear your, um, I'm sorry, you hit the description below to find out how to be connected so that you can get a text message whenever we start and um, how to connect with Lisa's channel and all the other stuff and we'll talk about it more later. All right, and we are in the process of getting going. Hello, Peggy. We have our first mod squatter in the house. Hey, Ricky, everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome. So we are here to today to talk about how long it takes to recover from narcissistic abuse. So let's just jump on it. We all have different opinions on this, right? I'll say this, Lisa, start us off. <laughs> I'll say this, Lisa, start us off. <laughs> I don't want to be the one talking the whole time. <laughs> ah, okay, well, I mean, healing is going to be an individual of course. situation. And um, on average, they say a year, that's the they, you know, that people say, but, um, I think for most people who have had narcissistic abuse from childhood on, mm -hmm. it, it can linger with you much of your life, pieces yeah. of it. And let's define heal. Does that mean get all the way better and never think about it again? And like, la la la, everything's happy, happy? No, it means being able to cope in ways that you're not coping anymore, but you're thriving. And then you have right. these things that come up that you need to work on as they come up. Yes. So, um, that can take years. It can, I mean, really, right? Yeah. Yeah. And there's no one size fits all. No, I mean, that's the yeah. worst. Yeah. I've, and I've heard similar things. I think, um, one person, and I can't, I can't remember the statistic now, but, uh, someone said it takes about 18 months for most people. Yeah. I think it, like you said, it varies, you know, depending on the, the nature of the relationship, the duration of the relationship, mm -hmm. um, and whether or not you're choosing to focus on healing as well as, there you go. The, right. Yeah. And the depth of abuse itself. I've seen people go through quickly when they put their head down and do the grind. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And they, and they work steadily. Mm -hmm. When I've worked with people steadily, I've seen change rapidly yes. in, in, in their healing. Um, yes. Are they often they're like, really? <laughs> but you know, you, cause it takes a minute to see it yourself. Yes. But yes, uh -huh, it, I find one of the things that I say and I really believe this to be true is when you wake up one morning and you realize, holy crap, I didn't think about whoever at all yesterday, the narcissist, whatever, or, you know, I think that's when you start to know, okay, it's working, right? It takes, it takes time, but it's one of those benchmarkers for me. Do you have any little benchmarkers that you, you use in your practice, Lisa? For, um, like okay. if somebody says like, like, for example, um, like I'll have clients who will, Tell me, well, it, I, I had to text him today and I didn't even feel sad about it because it was whatever, or I'll have, you know, oh, yeah. are there anything little, like I said, mine is. Um, I, I, when I'm talking to someone and I start hearing their authentic voice, I start hearing a happiness or a lightness. It's, yeah. you can see that there's still work to do, like they, or they will express that there's still work to do, but there's a shift in focused on the narcissist and that depression and that like heaviness that comes with dealing with narcissists mm -hmm. to a like oh i have a life i can move forward i can you know when it clicks over to being about them absolutely that's a big benchmark for me for sure yeah. i think that's a, a good one yeah i mean i've seen people who have 
recovered in less than a year. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a, a best case scenario in most cases. Mm -hmm. um, I've seen people recover never. Mm -hmm. um, and I've seen people still struggling for decades afterwards. So it's, yeah, or like three know. years can be like a really normal thing for a lot of people, you know, just right. you have the first year where you're just like back and forth with the trauma bonds. It also depends on how quickly you can go no contact yes. and, and mean it. Not just go yes. no contact because you know you should, but actually be like, I am out. I need to move forward and I know this is going to be hard. And right. yeah. Yeah. So and I think. Sorry. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. And if you don't have, um, I have something in my eye. Sorry. If you don't oh. have uh, other narcissistic people around you in your life, that can help too. A lot, for sure. Yeah. I think also, um, what do you, like you mentioned earlier, what do you consider your definition of recovery? Like some people are like, oh, I finally went no contact. I'm recovered. That's almost never true. <laughs> right. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Um, because, and like, I thought I was recovered many years before I actually was. Exactly. I think yeah. Right. Uh -huh. right. Yeah. And it's just these little things that hang around. Like, for example, in my case, I had not processed the negative emotions and the anger and stuff like that. Whereas with, um, with when, when it hit me, it hit me hard and ugly. <laughs> so, so I now understand the grief process that, that goes along with it. And I'm able to better coach my clients because of that. I think you have a similar yeah. situation over there. Oh yeah. yeah. And it's, or like going back into relationships or having friendships, you, you know, you have, you have things that you thought you were healed. And as soon as you put another person in the mix, uh, things get stirred up again and there can be more healing to go on or more um, different ways to work on yourself. Yes. Right. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I think then you have to think about what the stages are too, right? Because the grief part of it is real. Like mm -hmm. it's literally just similar to a person dying. In fact, I, I'll throw out this really fun statistic. They say that if someone does pass away, it's actually easier to recover from than like a divorce or a, mm -hmm. a you know, extremely bad breakup. Well, the bad breakup, know. there's no closure. There's no, yes. there's no nothing. You're just left with all of this yucky stuff to, to sort through all on your own. Right. And right. yeah. Mm -hmm. And then of course the whole fact about uh, trauma bonding being a thing that's um, that, that complicates it. And, and so because you're sort of almost addicted to them. Um, yeah. <laughs> that complicates I, for a lot of people. Some people are deeply trauma bonded. Um, and then the steps to recovery, if you follow them as, as they work for you. And we can get into that, all of that later, but um, it, it is a long process. It is a, yeah. it's a process is what we have to remember. The duration of time is going to depend on a lot of things and it isn't linear. It, right. It's more like not just one ball of yarn tangled up, but like 15 balls of yarn all tangled up. And so you've, but one time, one thing is if you pull just right and you get, you get on a, on a good thread, as I say, and you pull on it, and you and you start untangling some of the mess that it was it can untangle a whole lot in the other balls of yarn that are twisted in so it's not linear you can heal multi levels at the same time absolutely and all, yeah. or you can be healing one thing and then another part of your life starts falling apart so it, it's layered it's multi-layered and it's tangled yeah. up and it's what that's why it's not simple right and when we talk about another part i want to i want to expand on that a little bit so what I've seen, and you can tell me if you've seen something differently, um, what I've seen with the one part going better and one part getting worse, it usually involves 
just simply waking up and realizing like who you're actually um, dealing with, like, mm-hmm. and what you've actually dealt with and the profound level of change it has oh, yeah. created in you as a person, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes many of us, I, I will ask the audience right now, everybody watching right now, um, and, and if you're watching later back on the replay, please just put it in the comments below. But if you have been in a narcissistic, a toxic relationship with a narcissist who has abused you in any way, how many of you have also been in a relationship with a parent or a caregiver in childhood who may, oh, yeah. may have been toxic? Mm-hmm. And I, I would say it's a large Or are still percentage. in contact with that person. Yeah. And then yeah. you get out of your toxic relationship and you were going, why can't I heal? Oh my gosh, my mom you know, or whatever it is, you know, my dad, whatever. And um, that can, I don't want to say it can delay your healing. It can add another level and another layer to your healing, Yeah, Yeah. which which can take more time. I think that my point with this always is don't put a timeline on yourself until it's time to put a timeline on yourself. What I mean by that is if you're ruminating about the narcissist and you're two years out, it's time to put a timeline on that piece Mm -hmm. maybe for you and start doing things to redirect your your thoughts and get get yourself out of the ruminating thoughts so for parts of it sure but for the whole thing we have to be a little bit patient with ourselves or a lot (laughs) right somebody asked in the chat do we ever get rid of the ptsd i was told by a therapist no we do not but i agree what happens is we integrate it we integrate what's left of it into our coping skills. Yes. And then we live in spite of it. And we it's not in the forefront. Like I always describe it like this. It used to be like this, like it's all up in your face. And then it, mm-hmm. and then, whoa, it's way in the back of the room. And yeah. you, you can do all this stuff in your life and, and triggers come up and you learn to cope with them and then they recede farther back. So. And you get this. I feel like you get like this. It's almost like when it for, it's first there in your face like that. That's yeah. so funny. But I just saw the replay of that on the screen. Okay. Anyway, when it first when it first um, gets in your face like that, you don't know what to do with it, and so you're just like, oh my god. But so then, yeah. right? And yeah. then you get this like. You start, you know, making a whip. I like, I like think about this. <laughs> I just made it up right now. <laughs> start making a whip of all the tools. It starts out like a little string, but pretty soon it's a big thing. And you can just beat that thing back. It's really yep. bad. Don't do that. But you get the point. Uh, maybe a better way to say it would be like you get like a, a little eliminator thing. They go blow it away. I don't know. But you learn how to control it is my point mm-hmm. up to a point. And, and you get to the point where it almost feels like, I mean, it pretty much, pretty much feels like normal. I mean, <laughs> what's normal anyway? But um, I, but I agree. I, I don't think there's any, it's like alcoholism. It's mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. It's because you can't, you can't have a sip of alcohol. You can't have one visit with a narcissist or whatever, but, but it's not, that's not as simple as that. Unfortunately, um, not that I'm saying alcoholism is simple because it's not, am I frozen? No, you're right talking. Now. I'm just reading chat at the same time. I, okay. I think my screen is frozen. And so I don't know what's happening with that, but I don't know. Somebody else was saying they had YouTube trouble in chat. So maybe that was Chris, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I suggest relogging. Anyway. Okay. Um, I'm assuming we're still going. I see us frozen on the screen, but <laughs> are we still going guys? Just if you could Can anybody see us talking. <laughs> 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 okay. Chris is back. She, okay. Um, are we, <laughs> can you see us y'all just type that 
Okay. Oh, good. Okay. Timothy says he, well, he said something. You typed it too. That's good. Okay. <laughs> okay. I see us frozen on the screen, so I'm just going to. Okay, they see us fine. Good. Woo. Okay, we're going. We're just rambling then. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Okay. <laughs> All right. So yeah, I I I love the the tips that you gave, and I think, you know, um, I think one of the biggest things is, and I see this with a lot of clients, is that they will, some clients will want to come daily for a while, oh, yeah. mm -hmm. right? And then they then they switch it up, and they go well, I think I can go a couple times a week or three times or whatever, and then they kind of vary very slowly wean themselves down. And sometimes it takes a long time. Sometimes it takes just a little, you know, a couple of months, right. three months. Mm -hmm. But I find that some people feel a lot of, um, they get a lot of comfort. They get a lot of, like, they can talk to someone every day. It kind of helps to, especially if they've been recently discarded or mm -hmm. they've done the discarding, it will help to sort of help them re-navigate without that person on the on the daily right. and even better i think often it helps them to not um get hoovered to resist the hoovers so True. i think mm -hmm. that's really right helpful okay um do you want to jump in the chat now and see what we've got going here yeah okay yeah. all right so i have one from go ahead. from ricky go ahead are you starting you at the top yeah i was going to start at the top yeah okay. Okay, so Ricky says, how long? It's been three and a half years. I'm mostly over it. Thanks a great deal to Angie. Thank you. Um, the heartbreak was easier to get past. The anger took longer. Okay, that's mm -hmm. totally, yeah, totally normal. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, and I think it is, see, I think you're probably more normal than you think, Ricky, because I don't <laughs> think people go through it super fast, mm -hmm. most people. Mm -hmm. But I have had a few who are like, I'm going to do this, and they do it. <laughs> but every time that's usually someone that does really, um, they do rapid coaching. So they'll do, you know, like two or three weeks in a row, full on, maybe even four weeks yeah. daily or, or daily. three times a week. Mm -hmm. Right. And then they'll also do like one of the special brief weekend packages or something that we have. And those are kind of just for clients only. So if you want to know about that, you'll need to be a client, <laughs> but, but it's something that we do for existing clients that helps them to really just kind of push past the, the, the last hump, so to speak, right. um, and sometimes get over the first one, <laughs> um, but depending on the situation. So I think everybody's different there. Um, but yeah, you're totally normal. You got one for us, Lise? Yes. Uh, let's okay. see. Esmeralda had something. Even after four years, I still have nightmares from time to time. Is this normal? Yes. <laughs> so then there's more. I don't understand what triggers the nightmare. I keep dreaming he's back and doesn't respect my boundaries and gets close and I try to escape and nobody hears me. Yeah, that is, that, that sounds like an anxiety dream, right? Like a, mm -hmm. um, maybe something in your life is making you feel similar. Maybe it's just old processing that needs to happen. You know, it, I like to look at the symbols in dreams, like where were you, where are you in yes. the dream? Um, uh, if you're in a house, it represents your psyche, according to Jung. So, I mean, it depends on who you like to listen to <laughs> and what, yeah, you, yeah. but you can usually get a good feel. And especially if you know someone like what mm -hmm. is up. So I would ask you to ask yourself, like, what do you think it's about? It's usually not about the narcissist. It's about something similar that's triggering it or like an unprocessed part from the relationship, not them yeah. themselves, not like the person who is them, more like right. what, they, what they represented to you, Ugh. something you need to heal. 
and totally yes. normal four years later, especially if something comes up, you know? Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. 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 Now, Gracie Lou asks, do we need to seek a counselor who has experience in helping people heal from narcissistic abuse and possibly CPTSD? And I would say this. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, the fact, this is what I have found and take it for what it's worth. When um, someone has only studied this, you'll probably know. <laughs> um, if you try to counsel them, because if they've studied it, but they haven't experienced it, they're going to go the wrong way. Most of the time, they're not going to understand the subtle differences between uh, someone with CPTSD and someone else who just had a rough breakup or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, it, in most cases, non-narcissist divorces look a lot different than narcissist divorces. Um, mm -hmm. And non-narcissist parents look different than narcissist parents and so on and so forth. So unless they have some understanding of what it feels like on a personal level. And what the the narcissist will go to, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you this, I'm assuming Gracie that you don't have a current, that you're not currently in a relationship, but correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I'm assuming that you have, you're healing from one now based on your question, but um, yeah, I think what, what I would recommend for everyone is, we've talked about this a thousand times, I'm sure, but don't go to counseling with a narcissist. No, no, no. Marriage no. counseling, relationship counseling, don't do it. They will re-victimize you. The, th the therapist might even be in on it without realizing it because mm -hmm. that's how, I mean, and you can't even be mad at them <laughs> because they definitely are showing you how easy it is to get snowed when that happens, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, so in a way they're validating you, but also they're probably gonna make you miserable. Uh, but in general, yeah, I would say if you have, if you're not aware of any other major mental health issues that you have, you know, then you can go to a coach, a counselor, whatever. If you're, if you're struggling with other mental health issues and they're big, um, then you might want to also be seeing a psychiatrist at the same time right. or a psychologist. Yeah. Right. Uh, but again, always have at least one person on your healing team, if you can manage it, who has recovered and is certified to help you mm -hmm. in some way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, or, you know, we have, like, if you're looking for a cheaper option, like, um, we have this amazing group coaching, it's really mm -hmm. like a whole program that, that, that at least um, runs the, the group. It's amazing. I hear amazing things. Um, and so if you guys want to know about this, let us know in the chat. We'll talk about it a little, little more as we go forward. Do you have another question for us? um let's see um i was listening to you i'm sorry okay that's right well i'll comment on a couple comments while i wait for you <laughs> steph says perfect topic thank you thank you we're more than happy to oblige and please let us know if you have questions um ayanda says hello it's my first live it's been three years so far wow well i i'm glad to have you here thank you so much for joining us and please keep coming um let us know if you have questions Please break in if you have one. I'm just gonna uh, just keep going. I'm I'm sorry. There's a okay. lot. Of, there was a lot of no, no, no. back and forth. I know. It's, <laughs> it's good. All right. Um, Mystique. Hey, Mystique. Mystique says um, to Z Foster Z, you've come to the right place. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> and I I don't say that just because it's the place that we have, but I'm saying I think that we have a great we have a good place. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Let's see now. I I just hit live chat and I was in um. I was in, for some reason, it puts me in the other one, top chat, which is annoying. Oh, here we go. Okay, yeah. Z Foster Z says, I can say that my parent was abusive. Mom was the caregiver and yet abuser. Dad was around, but not overly involved. Okay, yeah, I can uh, I can relate to that. 
um, almost like almost entirely, um, yeah. <laughs> except yeah, dad wasn't so much around. I had a, 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 another situation, but I don't really believe it was his fault. There's parental alienation involved. It's a long story. Um, got one for us. Timothy Gana. Okay. Um, I was healed, but responded to a Hoover three years later and went back to square one. That's uh, that's so hard. And so what happens, isn't it? Because how can you go back to something that's literally emotionally poison and and not end up sick again, right? Like it's impossible. So it really is. Uh, I'm yeah. sorry that happened. And I hope you're on your way to getting back to square whatever you were at when you were healed. <laughs> right? uh, yes. yes, that would be the yes. That's the ideal. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Okay, so I have one from. Oh, oh. Oh, okay. Um, Darlene Kane said her daughter is in the same boat right now. Her sister, friends, and she are banging their heads in the wall, I guess, from the Hoover. I think I lost some of my chat when I went into live chat from top chat. <laughs> um, sorry about that. But anyway, that's also, that's another um, point is you're certainly not alone. We, we it's, it's so common. We made up a name for it. Okay. Like the Hoover. <laughs> um, because they do almost inevitably, at least once, sometimes more than once, you get hoovered and and this continues even in the relationship in the cycle right there's this, oh, yeah. there's the mm -hmm. right the love bombing and then the value discard and then the and then, and then the hoover and then the and then the, the hoover brings you back sometimes to the love bombing and then it just keeps rolling through um in various iterations until you finally had enough or, or someone passes on i mean <laughs> and i would just i would i would say if you yeah okay <laughs> We can stop there. Um, let's see. Mm -hmm. I have another, go ahead if you have another one. If not, uh, I can. Lisa says, when you're out of it, the pieces come together. Going over past dialogue, she told me who she was from the beginning. She used terms and sentences that I'm learning here. Oh yeah, she's been to therapy or she's been, or she's into self-help or, or whatever. And this is, I think, especially with female narcissists, male narcissists, of course, can also do this, but you see it a lot. Mm -hmm in the female narcissist where they use the psychological terms to twist the truth and then do the thing that they're claiming that you're doing. So what yes. they're projecting onto you. And then they preload it so that you, they already state the problems in you before they do them. So you're already at fault. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're the, you're the toxic one. Mm -hmm. it's not good it's not good it's no it's <laughs> super common that they, that they yeah. do this yeah yeah all right okay um okay fatima hey fatima how are you says my anxiety has been so severe and it's gotten so bad that i'm starting to overthink about overthinking oh honey oh yeah i can relate um i think yeah okay <laughs> get out of your head, out of your head yeah. into your body or into your your thinking in a different way use your mind differently Yes. You know, like yes. seriously, learn a new skill, learn a language, do something different with yeah. your mind, something interesting, though, for you so that yeah. you're engaged in it. Um, overthinking, and, and, the, yeah, it's when your emotions are trying to take over the 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 um, function of the brain. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And if you can do like a pattern interrupt um, at any given moment. <laughs> so and, and I find it like for me, and this actually works for my. Um, uh oh. Where do I think? Okay, this actually works for my child as well, who is 14, um, to come up with a a sentence that, or like for in my case, I've told you guys before, it's 
I use them. I now, wait, what did I say? Hold on. <laughs> Sorry. I now cancel that thought and replace it with this affirmation of my true divine desire. See, I had to switch mm -hmm. it up to think of that. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and if you come up with some sentence that you must think of, if you feel yourself starting to get anxious or getting upset, um, it really helps. Or if you can just physically move yourself, distract yourself. I've noticed um, my, my youngest is, like I said, going through some anxiety right now. And so I've been trying different things and it seems to work best when either, it depends on the situation, but if I can annoy this child <laughs> or I can, you know, I'll, I'll try to do affirmations and I'll say something silly about myself and what? <laughs> and, uh, you know, anyway, anything you can do to shift it in your head because it takes one, that's uh, like the other side of the brain that's required to process things right. like remembering. And uh -huh. so it's, it kind of gives you a chance to shift and then switch modes in that moment. Right. And doing um, a physical skill can do that too. Like literally, you know, so, pat your, pat your head and rub your belly type of thing that makes that's you, right. you can't do both for very long. And if you can, you're not doing something hard enough. So now jump on two, not chew gum and jump on one foot. And if you're going to do that, then, you know what I mean? You're not doing it to perfect the skill. You're doing it to make your mind stop the ruminating. And yes. yeah, it's getting into your body is another way as far as well as what Angie was describing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. I have a, let's see, somebody had one and it just disappeared. I hate that. Oh, Scott Thomas was asking when they age, when a narcissist ages, at what point. And then they, and then um, I just have always heard that they get worse with age and wanting to know when they start to get worse. So for women, it's about the time that their children start to, if they have daughters, their, their daughters start to get more looks than mom gets. Yep. <laughs> um, and so that could be anywhere between you know, depending on how far apart the two are and how quickly the daughter matures, you know, I think I was 12 when it hit me, um, but not really. I really was probably about 15. Anyway, I was a, I was a late bloomer. It's fine. Don't judge. Um, but I, I think also it just depends again on, it's about when they stop getting as much supply as they previously got for whatever it was that they got supply for. So if they're very good looking, well, you know, depending on, people can be very good looking for a long time you know, for mm -hmm. like for their age, my nose is so itchy today. Who's thinking about me? I'm just kidding. Um, uh, but it could be anything. It could be anywhere from, I would say 30 and up really. And like, if we're talking about like a, a like a person who's like say a pageant person, maybe they're going to collapse at like 25 when they can't be the pageant anymore or whatever. Mm -hmm. It just depends on where their supply comes from and how regularly they get it. And is it about money? Is it about, you know, status, whatever their thing is that makes them get attention when right. that thing dwindles. And then, the, then they hit this point when they're older, when we say like an aging narcissist, we're usually talking about someone who is at retirement age. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. When they retire, they don't have the supply from work. Right. And so right. then they start seeking it from community groups from you. Mm -hmm. If you live with yes. them from, um, you will hate them. Right. From, from <laughs> churches or wherever there is community, they'll start seeking the supply there or they'll start do gooding out in the world in order to get people to pay attention to them and then like attack from that angle. <laughs> and then if yeah. they don't have that, like I know that I know of some that become like almost grifters when they're older, where they're just living off other people and totally scamming. And, uh, they have no looks left. They have nothing left and no money left, no nothing. And so it really depends, but it stages of life, kind of like Angie's saying, depends what they had to lose, 
what, yeah. whatever they had when they lose what they had to lose what they had what they identified with as their like the thing that they're better than others for right yeah but they're stick okay but um. like my grandpa never lost it because he he the man stayed good looking until it was 90 something dang like what and, yeah. he, and, he, and he stayed charming you know right. and and so he never really collapsed he just just kept going like as he walked yeah sometimes i think they do that just to be mean mm. <laughs> i'm just kidding mm -hmm. just oh, to make I, it harder for you it just it, well, it was all about him so it was just always yeah yeah, yeah. craziness um huh? yes oh good fatima said she feels better today i'm glad to hear that uh, Gracie Lou says her dad was also being abused and he was avoiding the daggers, but then he kind of checked out in order to be able to preserve himself. That is seriously what happened to me. I think up to a point I got so tired and I didn't know I had a way out at the time. And I think I just, I just zoned out and that I, I would call it dissociation, mm -hmm. um, where I just kind of stopped being there. And, mm -hmm. and it started with gray rocking, which is why I didn't know it was gray rocking at the time. Uh, to be fair. So I, I wasn't intentionally doing it, but in my head, I was like, let me just go to my happy place while this person is, yep. you know, coming, coming at me. And I was just... as a kid, like, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's the only way I was, I, I felt like the only way I could survive at that time, you know, and that mm -hmm. carried on into, sometimes I still have to be like, wait, I'm still here. That's fine. <laughs> like, like it's a natural reaction for me. If I feel upset about something, I just slip out. And yeah. It's really bad. But it's something I'm aware of, and so I'm able to make, you know, some some changes on. I don't know what in the world is behind me that I keep seeing above my head, but I think it's <laughs> I think it's something on the wall or the cloud. I don't know. Anyway, okay, <laughs> it's really weird. Um, we have one here that's um, Esmeralda said something. Uh, can PTSD lead to some avoidant or anxious relationship style? Yes. Oh yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, avoidant. Um, some some people who have PTSD will not want anyone around them or they won't trust anyone at all. Some mm -hmm. people will be clingy and anxiously attached. Mm -hmm. Some people go back and forth. I mean, never do you, uh, rarely do you see somebody who comes out of any sort of abuse with a totally healthy attachment, like a secure attachment style. Um, now and then it'll happen, but it's very, very rare. And it's not, it's not really, it's not expected. You can't be expected to have a normal attachment style if you didn't receive normal attachment things up front. Right. Like it starts the day you're born. You know, it does. It really. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And those first few months or first few weeks even, but the first whole year, all of that time is shockingly important to who you are today. Those things that you experience, you don't even remember, shockingly part of all of this. It's mm -hmm. an attachment theory. So. I've done videos on it. I've written about it on the site. At least if you've done videos on attachment theory. I don't think I have, but okay. I should. Well, she's done videos <laughs> that I have like about the somatic stuff yeah. like, about all that stuff. So we but have different specialties. I talk We're about it a lot with people and I, yes. you know, I, with my own work, I have done a lot of work with it, but yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a beautiful thing though. It's a, to understand it's a horrible situation and, and, and it makes you think like if I had learned about this, I mean, I, I was lucky. I knew that touching babies and talking to babies was really important. So I held my babies all the time, not too much. And I talked to them and I did all the things I think did pretty good when they were babies. Oh mostly. yeah. I understood what it was yeah. I was lacking. Yes. That's it. And, yeah. and I knew how to give that because it was easy because they weren't threats to me, mm -hmm. you know, yep. and they weren't, and they weren't adults putting their awfulness on me. <laughs> So, right. right. So, 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, Darlene says my, my dad was a major narcissist and my mom had major fleas. So let's talk about that really quick. That's actually, did I just take her? Did you have a question? No, I said, mm, because okay. yeah, that's okay. a hard one. Well, that's yeah. like that enabler with the fleas, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it's terrible, right? Because from your perspective as a child, all you saw was two really mean people. Right. right. And, but and in you knew who the mean one was and you just saw the other one supporting them and not you. Yes. And the okay. thing about this is that if you have someone like that in your home acting like that, you you really think it's probably okay and normal. Mm -hmm. And that's the part that really bothers me as a, you know, yeah, person who does what I do. Um, but it was usually, I mean, I, I assume it was very clear to you who was who um, at some point in your life, Darlene. Um, but yeah, when you're a child, it just looks like, what am I, what's so bad about me? Why do they not like me? I don't understand. And yeah. Mm -hmm, I get it. Mm -hmm. It makes it hard to recover. So this is another point. Let me say this really quickly. Okay. This in Darlene's situation where both parents, one parent was a participant, even though she made it. I want to say, Darlene, maybe your mother didn't really want, maybe they secretly argued about it, but she probably supported him because she had no choice. And if that meant she had to act like him a little bit, maybe it was easier for her. She did. She wasn't able to talk about it to people. I mean, I'm not making excuses for her. I'm just saying I've seen Good There's moms. Lots, yeah, lots of reasons that could happen. Yeah. Yeah. But in your case, I, I'm glad that you're recovering and I'm glad that you're, you know, you've recognized it because that can help break it for the next generation. You know, because if you look back several generations, somebody probably in your family has also maybe they abused your parents or they your parents' parents, who knows? You know what I mean? But so this is not something that just comes out of the blue. It's a legacy thing, almost right. always. Mm -hmm. Almost. Yeah. Um, Lisa, yeah, do you have anything else? Yeah, from Kit here. Well. Oh, no, not on that. No, I was just going to read one. <laughs> is that go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. That's what I was asking. I'm yeah, trying yeah, to listen and read at the same time and I get lost. You're good. That's what I was asking. Uh, Kit Rivers says, can menopause chill out the anger, jealousy from mom towards daughter? <gasps> Most likely no. Most likely no. My doctor has said, she goes, you get to choose what kind of elder woman you choose to be what kind of woman as you go through life's changes you choose what, what do you want to be when you're old as she says lise she goes you can be uh she goes you see people ride through it very smoothly and come out empowered and like powerful women and you know wisdom and all that and then you see the mean old lady <laughs> and i started laughing because i thought of this <laughs> do they don't want to age do do any of us <laughs> oh, uh, you know. but maybe <laughs> you know, some people find it fun. I don't know. I mean, we should be grateful we get to, right? But uh, I am. Yes. Yeah, there's that. But no, no, no. In fact, it might actually make more vindictiveness and more mm -hmm. and more anger as it's they. Sad. Yeah, because collapse. They, they can no longer enmesh the same way because they're no longer the same as. And then, and how can they live vicariously that way when they don't see it the same? And then there's jealousy and, and narcissistic collapse. So, yeah. I think it's a, yeah, I, I agree. And I think it's a beautiful thing when, and I'm saying this because, because I'm trying, I, I think I'm getting close to this point. I think it's a beautiful thing when I see a woman gracefully flowing in yeah. to her, you know, yeah. it's, 
we could talk about this. That's a whole weeks. other topic. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I brought that up just because she reminded me. I said, so you mean like narcissists? And she laughed. <laughs> the <doctor. Yes. laughs> and she said, no, what I'm saying is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, yeah, you're right, though. It's, I don't think when we're talking about a narcissist, I mean, even with a non-narcissist person, you, I feel like you, you still have to kind of talk to yourself a little bit to get it together, right? Like it's as a, you're going it's through. It's a transition. It's a, that. Yeah that experience of life is um well first of all 50s you know when when it's go when people are going through that is no longer what it was <laughs> so right. people are still young and going and doing the yeah. you know, um remember we're gen xers now going into that yeah <laughs> so, yeah i mean <laughs> yeah. um so anyway it's not the it's not um it's not met the same way. We see it differently as a society now too. And there's still not a lot of information on how to, how to help women through it. So there's that now imagine you're narcissistic. <laughs> yeah. Not going to yeah. ask for help or it's going to become all about you. Because or, they don't want anyone to know they're going through it. Maybe, I'm guessing. <laughs> most likely not. Or if they do, they want everyone to know they're going through it. It's like, oh, that too. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. Did you know that Blanche Devereaux was 46 years old when that show was on? Insane, the right? Actress. Yeah. Like, okay, we can talk about that another day. No, but, another, yeah. Like, I, yeah. Hey. <laughs> I'm just going to say thank you for sunscreen and um, makeup. <laughs> like, all in the family. Like, they were young. Techniques. They were young. Yes. Than me. <laughs> I know. I think Archie Bunker was 46 also when that started. I yeah. And I'm 47. <laughs> I think I look like younger than Archie Bunker. I don't know. Do I, I? Yeah. Do you? Yes. yes. I hope we both do. <laughs> we do. We do. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to say, you guys don't have to tell us. We already know. Okay. <laughs> what am I going to do? All right. At least we have calls to do. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, guys, we have to rush off. I am really sorry. But uh, two things. Ladies, if you guys would want to, we can maybe have a private um zoom off of this platform and and talk about them in a thing if anybody wants to just put it in the thing yeah. um you know just for whatever for um yeah <laughs> if you have topic ideas or thoughts hit one of our ask one of our uh, mod squatters we have peggy you and i here today and chris i don't think that ellen made it in did she anyway but um or or bonnie um just let them know the topics or put them down in the description below i mean the comments below <laughs> and uh and or the chat and we'll look back um but your best bet is probably to tell one of the mods i'm going to be honest the mod squatters um okay everybody yeah, thank you so much for being here thank you lise thank you mod squad chris peggy i think there's another two i saw today um thank you to our members who are here and we will see you guys next week if you have video topics or ideas make sure to you know put them out for us check the description below to learn how to connect with elise here on youtube which is just type in her name lise colucci and you'll find her she's at lise colucci narcissistic abuse recovery.com uh send a text to 33222 send one that says angie live to be notified of these streams and any other streams i do send one to lise live l-i-s-e-l-i-v-e both of those are all one word and um you'll be notified of lisa's streams and any streams we do together all right thank yeah. you so much and lisa i'll see you next time everybody i'll see you next time Bye. Bye-bye.